one and all, and welcome to the Fan Fights Podcast. I am Danielle, and I am joined, as always, by LB Hunk Tears, the wrestling expert around these parts. Hello. Hi. Hi. How are you? I'm very tired. (laughs) How are you? Very tired. Uh, yeah, it's, it's been a tiring, it's been a tiring time, but you know what? We're here and we're going to discuss all things punchy, kicky and wrestling, which is pro wrestling and MMA, uh, and do what we usually do around here, which is we do an exchange of sorts, an exchange and a, and a sharing of knowledge. LB always brings an excellent pro wrestling match. I always bring, uh, what I think is an excellent or sometimes maybe not excellent but hopefully illustrative uh mma fight and we talk about them and we share in the joy and i know we're doing a lot of good pride stuff uh this month so lb do you want to set up the extremely good wrestling match that we watched this week i would love to <laughs> so this was uh akito versus asuka not wwe asuka but right. all caps asuka yes. uh who is an independent japanese wrestler uh, she is 21 years old. Oh, what? Yeah. She's really good uh, and really so young. She's so good and she's 21? And she's 21. I had no <laughs> in, idea. Uh, in a, this was in DDT in uh, a match for the extreme title. Whoa. And the match itself was a single light tube death match. Yes. Um, now you've seen a little bit of death match wrestling. Yes, I have. It deathmatch adjacent. We watched Necro Butcher and Samoa Joe, which is deathmatch adjacent. Yes. Um, but light tubes being, you know, kind of the long fluorescent light bulbs are a commonly used uh, deathmatch weapon. Okay. Okay. Uh, oftentimes they'll be they'll like line a whole ring and people will just like smash into them. Um, this is not that. Okay. <laughs> this, yeah, this is something very different, but with uh, with some of the accoutrements, it sounds like. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So instead of there being hundreds of light tubes uh, or infinite life tubes, there was a one light tube. Um, and the match ends either. I, I think I believe the match is you, you can win via pinfall submission or getting the other person to break the light tube. Uh. Usually in light, with light tubes in wrestling, the goal is to break them as soon as possible on other people. Gotcha. As I understand it. I am not a wrestler uh, or a deathmatch expert, but generally that, that seems to be the case. In this, the point is to not break it, which is very, which if it sounds very silly, it is because it is very silly. <laughs> um, this is your first DDT match. So I actually want to tell you a little bit about that, this company, if that's cool. Yes, please. Yeah. If, if the, you know, existence of a single light tube goofy match um, piqued your interest of what this place is about, because you've seen so far, I mean, we watched a comedy match from New Japan, but we've mostly been seeing stuff from companies that are pretty serious. Um, DDT is pretty comedy focused. Okay. Okay. It was founded um, with kind of a perspective of trying to get more non-wrestling fans into wrestling. Oh, cool. I like that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so they have like, they have a massive, like, I think of, of the wrestling companies of the, like the, of the wrestling companies around today in Japan, they have like probably the big, one of the biggest uh, female audiences. Oh, nice. Um, yeah. And yeah, they, 
they do all kinds of goofy stuff. They do, and but they also have like serious real matches. It's a, like they do a good combination. But they do stuff like where every summer they'll go to a campsite and uh, have a wrestling match at a campsite that uses a bunch of silly camping props. Um, <laughs> Good. They, you know, they they have a title that can be won anywhere, anytime that's been held by pieces of furniture. Uh, <laughs> it's like very, b- like very bizarre, silly, fun. Um, I really like their stuff. And they do... It's most like they have a women's company, they but they do also do a lot of intergender matches, mm-hmm. just a kind of in their regular thing. Yeah. Um, and women compete in can compete in their tournaments, uh, like their serious tournaments. Gotcha. Um, yeah. So this is cool as hell. I, I like yeah. this a lot. This is rad. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so Asuka it has been open about being a trans woman, I yeah. believe, since she started wrestling. Um, which again was not a very long time ago, as she is a baby 21? at 21 years old. Yeah, that's so uh, but is a pretty big deal in wrestling at all. Um, but is especially a big deal in wrestling in Japan, which is, I would say, more cons- or at least from where I sit, seems a lot more conservative about these things than even wrestling in Mexico or the United States sure. or Europe. Um, yeah, there are very few out uh, LGBT wrestlers in Japan, even fewer than there are in the States wow. or in Mexico um, or Europe. Yeah, I, I always forget about Europe, which, you know what, Europe, actually, it's maybe you get a lot. You get a lot of attention in general. Yeah, you know, maybe, you I mean, get a I'm lot. I'm not so sorry. You got you got a lot of good stuff over there. So maybe maybe don't. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You, don't, you don't need to feel so entitled to my attention right now. Right. <laughs> but um, so yeah, her doing her her doing that is pretty cool. Um, she is mostly. Is she still? I don't think. I wonder if she. I, blah, blah, blah. Uh, is she still? Is she still wrestling in this company called Pro Wrestling Wave, which is where she kind of started out? Okay. Um, but she kind of does the women's indies. Uh, wrestles in DDT. She was supposed to have her US debut this year at WrestleMania week. And then that was all canceled. Sure. Um, sure. Unfortunately. But hopefully she will be back. Or, yeah. Because yeah. I would really like to see her. And, like, she is really just at the start of her career. She's super young. Uh, she and Hana Kimura were actually a team. Oh, in shit. In Wrestling Wave. Yeah. Uh, and they were really cute together and, like, really good friends. Aww. And, uh, yeah. yeah. So she's, I mean, I just think she's got like a very, very bright future ahead of her. Yeah. So, yeah, definitely. Yeah. What did you think of this like very te- weirdly tense comedy match? It was very funny. I thought first and foremost, like the thing, the thing that struck me the most is that first of all, I like her a lot. I had no idea she was this young. Like, cause she looks, yeah. she looks very comfortable. You know, she looks comfortable. She looks like she's having fun. She looks like she's having a good time. She looks like she knows what she's doing. When I was 21, I don't, I don't, I barely, you know, I mean, of course, this is exaggerating, but I feel like I'm like, I could barely put my clothes on. And, but it's like, I, it just amazes me when very young people have such, uh, such awesome confidence in, in yeah. the way they move and everything. So it's just really great to see that. Uh, she was fun and had great energy. And also, this felt like a dance. Like more than anything that we've uh, watched so far, this felt like a like a very like 
delicate but very funny dance, like a duet of some kind. Like this was almost like extremely big and broad and funny, like uh, like ice skating or something. Like the like, yeah. like you know what I mean? Like I, I don't know what that's called. I'm sure there's an actual term for it. I, I I hesitate to say doubles match because that's not at all what it is, and that's tennis, <laughs> and I've done that one before. <laughs> but it, it really felt like a really kind of fun and, and funny dance. And I thought that was really, really cool. I think that's I think there's a good there, that's a good point though. They're like they seem to be having fun. Uh Akito, her opponent, is I, somebody who's been he's in his is he's like I think a little older than me. He's in his early thirties. Sure. Uh he's kind of a DDT mainstay and is just Every time I see him, he's doing great work, just really consistent, solid. I feel like pretty underrated. Um, sure. I feel like, like he doesn't, you know, or at least in my circles, I don't hear him getting praised as much as I think he should. And the two of them together just like seem like they're having a really good time, but they play up the tension of yeah. this really, really silly, 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 silly match concept. It's great. Um, <laughs> and yeah. like the... Tension is such an important part of comedy and yes. such an important part of wrestling. So the marriage of all of those things together in this managed to make it like this very, very, very watchable, accessible match. Um, this is a match that is for free on YouTube on the DDT's on DDT's channel uh, from last summer. And like, I really recommend checking it out if this audience, if this sounds interesting to you or if you're curious because it's. Like, I was a little worried because sometimes this kind of stuff doesn't tra always translate sure, well. Sure, Comedy in other languages. But DDT, I think they do a, a quite a good job of just, like, using these pretty universal comedy languages. Yeah, I mean, it's so physical, right? This yeah. is, like, so purely physical. Like, again, that sort of dance-like quality and, like, yeah, there's this very visible, like, tension between them. But there's also, like, a lot of – this might sound weird, but – there's more touching here than you always see in a wrestling yeah. match. Like, uh, there's there's a lot of, like, almost push and pull, literally. Especially, I think one of my favorite spots uh, in this, and again, it's kind of a small thing, but I thought it was really cool, was when they had, <laughs> they sort of have the, um, the light rod between them. And mm -hmm. then uh, Asuka, like... Uh, like, sort of almost does this very judo trip-looking move and gets her opponent, A Akito, like down almost on the ground it's almost like a weird like like bizarre god i want to say almost like breakdancing move and then she like goes into mount on him and is just like shaking her head like whoa i got it it was just this amazing movement and bizarre and funny and like like touching uh, kind of movement. I'm, I'm sort of struggling for words here because it looks no, like I so many actually, other things you know i think you're saying? expressing it well okay, okay. like it's like she moves really well yeah, but she's yeah. like she also has this like very natural baby face energy to me sure where yeah. even though she looks seems incredibly proficient she especially in this one since she's wrestling somebody who's older than her and who is the champion sure. and has so much more experience she like she does have these moments where she seems a little surprised sometimes by her own yeah. success <laughs> uh, that's just like so endearing and yeah like it's so hard 
to do the underdog thing, I feel like, in intergender wrestling, but they do sure. it so well here where it doesn't feel like a weird thing at all. Right. It feels like, here's this, like, this young, plucky, you know, like, she's newcomer. She's for it. And she's, yeah. like, she's, taking, <laughs> she's taking on this guy who's just, like, infinitely confident. Um, right, right. Yeah. And I think part of, I, I looked, did look up some of her background and she was a, like, she does have a background in judo. Um, oh, cool. Because, yeah, yeah, that's like a really, that's a judo trip that's weirdly hard to get right. But if it works, it works so well and it's perfect. And somebody just goes like, whoop, 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 whoop. And it's, it's very, oh, there's a huge satisfaction in nailing things like that. Judo makes yeah. the other person look like a doofus. That's the thing that's like amazing <laughs> about judo as opposed to like, in wrestling, you can also absolutely make the other person look like a kind of a doofus. I, I'm not saying like, oh, Anytime you get taken down, you look like a bit of a doof. You know, you're just kind of like, oh, oh, I got taken down. But like judo, because it's so sharp in my mind, because it's so many like perfect angles and perfect timing. And a lot of times you get really like you trip and you just whoop all the way as opposed to wrestling where sometimes you both kind of go for something and the energy is almost like dispersed a little, even if you do get your ass handed to you a bit. Like, oh, man, judo just makes uh, the opponent look like a. Like I am just a fool out there, and it's so satisfying. <laughs> it's so satisfying. It's so hard, but so satisfying. That's such a good description. I know so little about <laughs> judo. Literally, like I mean, me too. <laughs> Believe me, I have one judo throw that I have like real success with. I've nailed it like six or seven times in competition, so it's like one of my go tos. But it's also like such a sacrifice throw it's called a drop nage, and basically what you do is you get a real grip on somebody's arm and you drop to your knees underneath them and basically like like to your knees and their knees and you roll them over your back <laughs> that's basically what it is and like if you fuck that up they have your back so it's like a huge risk move but it's if you can get it right and they're not expecting it it's just again it just Makes the other person look like a doofus. <laughs> it's very fun. So, yeah. Okay. Daniel, I have to, like, stop you for a second. Yeah. When when I say I know very little about judo, and then you say, me too. Here's a judo. Here's, <laughs> I only know one, and I'm only good at one judo throw. <laughs> but, well, okay. I, compared to other people who do right. grappling, right? Okay. Uh, if okay, people okay. who have a judo background, they can ragdoll me across the room like across the room they could okay. be 40 pounds lighter than me and throw me you know to the fields basically oh, so God, it's very so cool. like it's not my forte by any means and i'm not like a good wrestler yet i only started doing any wrestling whatsoever at the age of like 31 so like that's 32, so cool really. though yeah it's just like i i i can never pretend to be good at it it's one of those yeah. things where i'm i'm attempting to become like junior high level wrestler and then <laughs> i have again i have like one takedown that kind of works that's from the judo you know move set but the yeah. rest of the stuff like i go against somebody who knows judo and i'm just like well i'm going to the floor <laughs> peace <laughs> i'll be on the floor hi <laughs> so yeah exciting times i just sorry i just got so excited about it's the fine. judo stuff no judo's great and like and she's good at it yeah she's great she at is it. yeah, she, yeah. I think she was the president of her judo club in high school oh my god or something there's uh she did a an interview with an lgbt magazine in japan that uh 
Twitter user Noah's Savior uh, nice. kind of summed up. Um, who's a good follow also if you're interested in Japanese wrestling. Hell yeah. Um, but yeah, and talks about like just, you know, being the president of Judo Club and incredible all the all the weirdness of being a, a closeted trans teenager who's also sure. the president of the judo club um, of course i can imagine that was a, a lot for sure yeah yeah even though like i gotta say like uh rika aoki who's a a pretty a pretty well-known poet and writer uh especially in the like u.s trans poetry scene Mm-hmm. Also, I believe she's a former judo, like national judo champion. Oh wow! So like maybe we, maybe like that's what the future of judo is just like a bunch of really cool trans women. Honestly, that sounds fucking great. <laughs> yeah, that sounds like truly, truly amazing to me. So other than like other than that, the only things I know about judo, uh, I learned from reading a a slice of life comedy manga about like kids who secretly make manga um oh nice <laughs> yeah and it's just because of like a side storyline that's like a really that's like just like a really dumb punchline about like a horny kid who's in the <laughs> judo club and uh does all his like draws holds but he draws them all with like sexy anime girls um <laughs> so his judo team is like world renowned for like floor grappling just sure. because that's like the because those are the sexiest looking drawings he does. I mean, and it's like such a dumb joke that, that I always a- think of when I think of Chino. I truly love that. I think it's, <laughs> that's so good. Don't most I I could be wrong, but I was under the impression at least most kids in Japan like learn judo or have a class in judo at some point in maybe, their yeah. lives. I mean, it's like I mean, a, maybe it's, it's like a common like a- gym thing yeah i mean like maybe it's like a it's like dodgeball day or something yeah yeah like it's it's just like a common i mean judo is fucking awesome a lot of jujitsu comes from judo like jujitsu is sort of a a, a combination letter j (laughs) yeah there's a lot of stuff uh that comes from it uh and like yeah like a lot of the chokes have like a japanese name um, that came from the tradition. Okay, that of makes judo. a lot of sense because I did yeah. think jujitsu was Japanese for a while just because of the names. I mean, it, it was, and things. then uh, Brazilian jujitsu. It came from you know Brazilian folks who came you know who were in Japan, learned it, and came to Brazil. And like, <laughs> uh, so there's all this like both Portuguese and Japanese in Brazilian jujitsu names of things and stuff. It's it's oh, sorry international. I got excited again. It's fine. You, Danielle, guess what the purpose of this podcast is? <laughs> For me to be excited. <laughs> For us to both be excited. Yeah. It's the predator handshake meme of excitement. It it's is. Okay. It it's is. okay. It's okay. I like it. It makes me happy. It makes me very happy. I'm glad. <laughs> but I'm really, I'm also really glad you enjoyed this match. Um, yeah. Yeah. It was yeah. funny and fun. It and, is. It had, a, it had a vibe. It had that dancey comedy vibe that just was really really fun to watch and uh yeah. again I'm, I'm just sort of drawing parallels from my own brain but like seeing judo and seeing elements of like it's just a tiny bit of like break dancing and a tiny bit of this and a tiny bit of that that's just fun to to see it even even if it's not necessarily where everything comes from i guess it's just like where my brain goes when i see stuff so of course yeah i mean that's the other thing about DDT is that it, they do pull from, like, as many things as they possibly can. Oh, nice. Yeah. To just be as fun and accessible as possible. 
Um, I dig that. I, I would like to watch more stuff uh, of theirs with you. They do like, they have a, a show called Boys with a Z. Uh, <laughs> that's just a, like all of their uh, like best looking guy talent. And it's just like a women only audience. <laughs> and it's just great. the fan service show. Yeah. Oh, that's which, great. Yeah. I support <laughs> which, this. <laughs> which, like, as somebody who, you know, does is not a is is not into the gender binary uh, sure, for my course. for my life, it's like I still have to admit that's like fucking cool. Uh yeah, especially yeah. in especially like in this this like the way Japanese wrestling right now is situated and like the weirdness of women's wrestling shows and how like do horny dude heavy they are. Sure. Um, sure. Having it's like, like a fun in, inversion, sh- right? Like just a fun oh. inversion of that one stereotype yeah. or one form. Yeah. And then it's just like openly like, yep, here's all the here's all our prettiest men and they are going <laughs> to uh you know do goofy shit. For just this, this women audience, and we're going to be like very open about it. They did like a Valentine's Day show. I don't know. It's just it's fun. That's it's fun good thing. and fun stuff. Um, yeah. And I really like. They've also like they've done like romance angles with Oscar, where it's been like, like I, when I first heard about it, I was like a little worried, and it's just like sure. totally normal and completely respectful, and like. Oh, nice. Yeah. Not like they've. I've never seen anybody like make a joke. Good. about her good in the wrestling world which is very cool um because again like even ddt have their like homophobic moments um yeah but yeah just i find her so exciting and like so immediately likable and she moves so well she's like that drop kick she does in there is gorgeous oh, yes uh she you know when she gets when she like quote unquote fucks up, she looks so convincing. <laughs> like she like she's such a good physical storyteller already, and she's so young. And I'm just like so excited to see where she goes and how she develops. And yeah, I just think like she has limitless potential. And God, I think yeah. she's yeah, she's exciting and yeah. uh, and like yeah, does all this press and is you know very like. Very much trying to be like, I'm, you know, I, I I wanted more people like me when I was a kid out there in the world. So maybe yeah. it can be that for somebody. And I'm like, oh, that's good. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> yeah. She's so awesome. Uh, yeah. Do you want to talk about uh, a person who's also in MMA as well? Yes. Oh, Let's do right. it. Also on the pride note. Uh, and, and Tisha Torres, Tisha Tiny Tornado Torres. Uh, is, is who I want to kind of talk about today. And, you know, so we talked about Amanda Nunes, who is, who is like pretty much undisputedly like greatest of all time, like absolutely one of the best ever to do it, like ever. Now, Tisha has had some ups and downs in her career, but I want to show a kind of an earlier fight in her career today. It's her versus Rosnama Yunus, actually. And Rosnama Yunus went on to become like an incredibly, incredibly awesome champion who upset Joanna Janjacek, who was, like, strawweight champion for years and years and years, and nobody could beat her, and then Rose beat her twice. Like, got the belt from her, they had a rematch, she kept the belt, kind of thing. Um, and Tisha wins this fight. This is a fight from 2013. It's, like, a slightly different era in women's MMA and MMA in general in Tisha's career. 
Uh, but there's some really fun stuff. I, I sent highlights from this one because, again, it's kind of an older fight. It goes all the way to a decision. Uh, Tisha wins uh, by decision here. And uh, it just kind of shows like a lot of the really exciting moments. Some of the really good striking exchanges. Tisha is a much smaller fighter. I think she's only 5'1". So Tiny Tornado is appropriate here. Oh, wow. Here. Yeah. Rose, so I think, is 5'6". I want to I wanna check that, actually, before I say. But like Rose is like a, a, a fairly... Oh, God. Strawweight is really tough because, again, because it's the smallest uh, weight class in the UFC, it has, like, the one of the highest height ranges uh, for women. Right. That makes uh, sense. Because, again, like, there's women who might be on the kind of on the cusp of atom weight, which is 105, uh, which Invicta does have. This is an Invicta fight. I should, I should right. mention this is an Invicta fight. But both of these women are in the UFC now. So um, let me just see Rose Nama Yunus uh, height. I'm sure that'll be in her like Wikipedia. Uh, she is billed at five five. Okay, so she's like a pretty average height uh, straw weight, but she has four inches. On yeah, that's uh, a lot Tisha, of inches, which is a lot. Uh, Tisha's really really small, uh, but she has that tiny tornado uh, nickname, and it's great because you see a lot of flurries from her. You see just like her determination. Uh, she has a wrestling background. She's tough. She's small. She is like. Very much uh, somebody who's kind of easy to root for because of that, because she's yeah. little, because she's tough, because she she has like a really human and really like I don't know how to how to how to put this, but like she has like a really both endearing and like easy to cheer for kind of energy to her. Um, she's also openly queer. Uh, she is engaged to Raquel Pennington, who's a UFC bantamweight. They are another couple in the UFC that is not Amanda Nunes and Nina Ansarov, <laughs> which is uh, funny and interesting. Sort of later on, uh, a few years later, only a couple of years ago, Pennington and Nunes fought. And the sort of UFC embedded uh, video series, they do like six episodes per, you know, like it's some of the main card fighters. Uh, this was the main event, of course, of that fight. Uh, of that night and it was the first time in that i could recall and i wrote about this at the time that like two openly queer women were the headline fight like that That's was incredible. the headline fight they were on the poster and the ufc embedded series like really like went to both couples and showed them as couples it showed them like you know close up of the uh, of raquel and tisha like holding hands while driving somewhere and talking about being uh, engaged to each other like it was really really sweet and again one of those things where it's like oh these these very you know openly gay athletes are being fully encouraged to be themselves and be open and, and be queer and like that was super fucking nice because they do that with athletes who are straight they show like wives or husbands or yeah, you know, partners because uh, that's part of their team and embedded is supposed to show kind of their life right not just their yeah. teammates or their training like certainly that is like the focus but it's also like a little bit of the home life a little well, bit of like that. this is where i live this is how you, like, i hang this out is a human being yeah exactly. like i'm like exactly yeah i mean that's that's like a standard that's a standard thing to like right. yeah. give you a better sense of intimacy give you a sense of somebody's life so that they're yeah. more of a person so you can be more invested in them yeah exactly. no that's that makes that makes total sense. And exactly. it's always really effective. And I actually like this. These highlights were beautiful. I would love to see this full fight. Oh, um, awesome. Okay. I can, I can arrange that as well. Yeah. This was like, this was yeah. like, everything was just gorgeous. Um, yeah. This like the, I love the height range thing actually. It's um, a lot. <laughs> it's yeah. really, but yeah. like, it's really cool because you have somebody who's taller and skinnier and then somebody yeah. who's shorter and thicker. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. 
So it's like these two very different kinds of advantages. Exactly. Which yeah. makes it really dynamic. Um, and I, I don't know. I like, I love seeing that kind of like difference thing in, in any kind of competition just because it, yeah. it just, I don't know why. It just makes it for some reason more compelling to me. And it makes it easier also for me to determine like who's who and get it like a sure. sense of the two different people. Uh, I mean, um, yeah. If I, if I, yeah. If, like if I don't have a sense of like who they are and, if I'm not seeing their, you know, at home life first. Right. Um, right. Of course. Yeah. Yeah. But like the striking is beautiful. The grappling is oh. gorgeous. The grappling oh. into striking is just like, it's, yeah, it's just fantastic. Um, and like, you know, I love scrolling down and reading comments <laughs> yep. uh, on these and just <laughs> sure. also being like, this is one of the best fights I've ever seen. One of the best fights I've ever seen. One of the best fights I've ever seen. Yep. yep. It's really, it's really nice. And it's like, Again, in this other era, and this is Invicta, which we've watched a couple of Invicta fights, I believe. Yeah, really, I really early like on, Invicta. Though, super early. Yeah. Uh, but Invicta is like a, a, a fight promotion I usually feel really good about promoting. Uh, yeah. they, <laughs> you know, it's like women owned and women run. And that's like, which is amazing. It, it's, it is amazing. And it's like an all women fight league. I, I have said that they definitely have like. Uh, a, a ring man as well as as which ring ladies, is beautiful. which is very nice. Uh, Big it's, fan it's, of very DDT boys energy. <laughs> yeah, it's it's really good. It's like I don't know. I, it's it's inclusive. They also do like um, I think they do a really good job of promoting their fighters and also like encouraging their fighters to like have a personality in the photo shoots. Like there are like funny kind of photo shoots sometimes where they have like costumes or poses or other stuff. That's like a little Good. bit fun. It's never like all the way, you know, all the way funny. It's not, it's never like all the way like comedy or anything, but it, it's very much like, Hey, show your personality a little bit, like show, yeah. you know, show this off, show off whatever you kind of want to show off, which is really like nice. <laughs> and I, mean, I really dig that. Yeah. That's one thing that I always found really off-putting about MMA and sure. like combat, like real combat sports in general is that it was yeah. just like, you know, whenever I'd see the fighters, it would just be like, here's a tough guy and here's another tough guy. And right. they both have kind of these very generic looking tattoos <laughs> and uh, they frowny, make frowny faces and that's yeah. who they are and they're very very strong you can pay 70 dollars to watch it this sunday and i'm like who are these people i have no sense of like their personalities yeah. i don't care yeah yeah so 100%. yeah so boring like, a lot of the time and then i think they're doing somewhat of a better job like a lot of places like mma fighting uh does some really fun interviews now like they actually do yeah. like a they do a little show where they like get out like a crystal and like and they're just like, all right, you know, like who's gonna win? Like they have a little bit more fun now. And they also they have really good interviews sometimes. Like there was an Angela Hill interview uh, a couple weeks ago before her last fight that was just like awesome and fun and chill. And it was like her and her husband hitting pads and then some like fun uh, interview stuff. Also, Angela Hill is so good on camera and so good on mic and funny so, and personable. Yeah, charismatic. So like they didn't even have to do like that much but they're doing a I think they're doing a good job of, of framing some good stuff here and like uh shout outs to Cynthia Vance and Casey Lydon who made this video you know seven years ago whatever it was the the 2013 uh, highlights that we're looking at now but yeah I, I totally agree with you like I these people are fighters and they're really good at fighting but they're also a lot of these folks and maybe some of them aren't and that's okay and that's fine there's no judgment but like a lot of these folks are great on camera 
and funny and personable and have hobbies and they have other stuff going on. And like, yeah, go ahead. Like, I remember a really fun photo shoot from Invicta a year or two ago where Junyun Frey, who was the Atom Weight champion for a long time, she might still be the Atom Weight champion, actually. Uh, I need to actually look that up. But it's like her looking very serious and very angry at the camera. And then she just like her hands move up and there's like a hilarious chihuahua. Like, like making a little chihuahua face. She's like, grr, and then brings up the chihuahua. Like, it's very cute. You know, they have. That's what we need more of. Yeah, they have more a little of bit of fun with it, which is like, I think it's great. I, I like Invicta. Invicta also, we talked about this, you know, early on, but Invicta also, before the pandemic, was experimenting with open scoring, with showing yeah, the corners, the scorecards, really cool. so that they could, you know, Adjust let their, their fighter know or not let their fighter know if they're yeah their but adjust strategy regardless know. exactly exactly Which so like is they so cool innovate they really innovate and and i think they're a, a cool promotion they're coming back i think in july uh, i'm not sure exactly the date i think they just announced it uh maybe but anyway yeah uh just wanted to give a shout to invicta as as Hell like yeah. a, a cool promotion and they have a lot of talent and like sometimes their talent is very new like they are treated very much like a sort of feeder league yeah. uh, for women's for women uh, to go into the UFC. Like most of their champions absolutely go to the UFC. Like that's definitely a thing that happens, um, which, you know, I, I don't know. I, I hope they're getting paid. I hope they're being treated well. Yeah. Uh, there's been a lot about fighter pay lately, actually uh, sort of going around, uh, which God, I hope there's some union activity. I, I sure that hope would be some organization could happen. Uh, yeah. I'm very much in favor of that, but yeah, I I don't know. Invicta feels like a pretty awesome promotion to to watch most of the time, and this is uh, relatively early. No, I should actually look up when Invicta started because uh, this is seven I mean, years being, ago. Being women uh, owned is such a cool like. Yeah, in, Shannon Knapp, even 2012. Yeah, so even only in pro wrestling like yeah. women's a lot of uh, only women com- only women's companies are like run by dudes. Sure. Uh, the exceptions sure. are like. A few Japanese companies where they're being where they're run by women who were massively popular and famous uh, yeah. in like the eighties and nineties. Sure. Um, but I can't think of any like I, don't, I can't think of a single company run by a woman in the United States or Mexico or I guess there's one maybe in the UK. Yeah, yeah, it's it's so hard. Sorry, but I interrupted it's, you talking no, about. No, 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 you're just, you're great. It's it's it seems like a thing that's absolutely a, a, an issue in both worlds, kind of. Yeah. You know? Um, but yeah, Shannon Knapp uh, started it in 2012, it looks like. So she really, this is pretty early on in Invicta's history here, is the yeah. fight that, that we watched here uh, between uh, Rose and Tisha. Like, God, it's so wild. <laughs> it's, yeah, it's really cool and exciting. And I get why, like, I feel a little bad, like, that I have, I have friends who were, like, trying to get me into women's MMA, like, earlier in the last decade. Sure. And I was like, oh, fighting, boring. And I'm like, no, it's so good. It's so cool. What were you Aww. thinking? LB. LB. Aww. 2015 LB, what was wrong with you? <laughs> hey, it's it's okay. Like, it took me longer than you would think to get into women's MMA also. Like, I, I, I really, I remember when I was in grad school uh, in like 2006 or so, uh, one of my classmates, uh, he and his wife were like, oh, we like we like watching UFC. You want to like come over and watch UFC? And I was just kind of like, meh. Yeah. <laughs> meh. Whatever. Also, that era of, of UFC was very dude bro. And like, yeah, let's be clear. There's still a lot of broiness. There's still a bro 
approach to a lot of it. And also, I, I really don't like Dana White. Uh, <laughs> oh. There's a lot of things that are complicated still, even if I love, 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 love MMA yeah. itself. So, like, yeah, let's be clear. But, yeah, it was 2014 that I started watching at all. And it was – I had already started boxing at that point, And that was part of why. Uh, like, my gym friends would be like, hey, we're going to go to a bar and watch a fight. And I'd be like, oh, I guess that's a thing that people do. <laughs> Oh, yeah. oh, that's cool. You know, like my friends that I train with and we hit each other and we can also go watch fights. Like it's, <laughs> yeah, I, I know that sounds uh, super basic, but uh, no, it go. sounds fun. <laughs> what? No, that sounds super fun. Actually, yeah. you know, but like I told you, I haven't, I didn't get into wrestling until I was an adult. Right. I've told sure. you that before. Yeah. Yeah. True. Yeah. Like I hated wrestling as a kid. I hated it because it was, you know, 1999 and like, the the crotch chop the second crotch chop was what boys who bullied me at school did sure sure like I hated wrestling um so yeah it just it it just needs to be the right time it does and it also like a lot of this is also like how these things are marketed right yeah I think at least it's to my mind like UFC marketing to me looked like the worst thing in the world when I was younger, like, I just thought it was like, oh, my God, like, what is this shit? <laughs> like, ugh, like very Spike TV, like, just yeah, what the fuck? And and then, like, looking at it and, and training myself certainly was a huge part of it. But like looking at it and looking at the sort of, you know, sorry to be a dork, but like the real martial artist kind of aspect of it. I always loved Martial arts. I always enjoyed martial arts movies. I, Me I too. enjoyed like learning martial arts when I was young. Like all of this stuff. I was like, oh my God, that's such a huge part of it, whether the advertising shows that or not. And like the training of it and the constant, constant improvement and grind of it a- appeals to me even more than a lot of the fights themselves. Like sometimes I just get excited watching good training videos or like watching these people who are next level, like body geniuses figure out how to get to the next level of technique is is like so appealing and, and so fun to watch and so fun to like imagine as I'm working out, right? I don't ever think I'm going to be that, but it's still very motivating when you're training, right? It's still very motivating to think, yeah, they hit that arm bar <laughs> and like think about that arm bar, right? It's it's just a cool uh, motivating factor. So yeah, I big old dork, love this shit, can't help it. Uh, I just want to put really somebody in an arm bar. On so many levels. And uh, yeah, yeah. I I guess speaking of arm bars, Tisha had this gorgeous arm bar defense in this fight. And Incredible. it also inspired me. Like, oh my yeah. God. It, it looked tight. Rose looked like she had that arm bar. Like it was it was twisted the right way there. Um, and Tisha just, just kind of got out of it. And my partner recently told me that like I'm much better at arm bar defense than I thought I was. And like this shocks me because... Uh, the last time I competed in December, no, that wasn't the last time. Second to last time I competed in last December, I lost every fight to an armbar. Every single one. Every, oh. every match I went into, I lost to an armbar. In my defense, I did get put like three weight classes up because there just weren't that many women that day. Uh, and like the woman who was more my size was actually smaller than me she's like being groomed to be like a professional <laughs> like really really good and then the for my nogi divisions were I'm better anyway i was put with like um with the uh, lightweights so i was like i woke up that day at like 126 
And like I was I was put with women who probably cut down from the 160s. So they showed up at 155. I showed up at 126. And I was just like, well, <laughs> here we go. <laughs> Arbor City, baby. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, so I, I when I see good armbar defense it makes me happy. It makes me think I I should learn from these people. I need to learn this. That's exciting, though. You, I, I want that for you. Thank I you. want you to be able to defend yourself from arm bars. Thank you. Thank you. That makes That's me feel so exciting. Good. I don't want them to break. I, I need these. You know, yeah, for you do. All kinds of things in my life. I need these arms. They're, you know? Arms are two of the most important things, I feel like. Yeah. They're, you know, I like <laughs> I like having them. You know, I'm not going to lie. I like having them. They're good for me. They've been good for me my whole life, having these arms. So, yeah. Uh, can, can arms are two of the most important things be the title of this episode? Yes. <laughs> yes, they can be. <laughs> I'm sorry for laughing at my own really dumb statement. I'm on like so little sleep that I'm yeah, I'm just gonna be delighted by my own words. I, I, I love it. I I truly love it. I like having arms. You know, it's nice I for me. I also really like having arms. I'm yeah. big into them. Yeah, they're good. Yeah. Which is not to say, like, if, if somebody doesn't have arms, that's okay too. It's just I for me, I like I like having them because I get very to do things useful. like punching and and arm bars myself and knee bars myself. So I think yeah. we can all agree that their arms are very useful. Yeah, they're useful. They're useful. Which I is like why them. we have them. And it's how we do humans. our predator handshakes together. It is. You know? Yeah. <laughs> um, <sighs> oh, my last note uh, before I'll, I can uh, start wrapping up is just that uh, I believe Tisha Torres is also she's currently ranked at eleven at strawweight, so she's still up there. Uh, she has oh, had yeah. a losing streak. She d- has lost her last couple fights, uh, but it she happens. is fighting again in two days. So rooting for her. Fingers hoping crossed. she can turn that around. So that'll be tomorrow then. Yes. Tomorrow after this comes out, I believe, is her next fight. Uh, you know, Danielle, looks like it. We, yeah. Everything has started up back again. We can now start doing the thing where we like say things people can watch this weekend again. Oh, my God. You're right. Which is Holy fucked shit. up and weird because I, things don't seem back to normal here at all. Where yeah, I live, yeah, I know. Extremely same. Extremely but, like, yeah, things ain't normal here. I, it sounds like they are in some places or getting there in some places, and I'm just maybe. Like, I don't know. New Zealand sounds real chill. Yeah, let's go there. <laughs> they got sheep. They have Sam Neil. Yeah, right. I've been there once and I loved it. I genuinely oh, loved there? it. I Did was kind of like, I could Sam live Neil? here. <laughs> yeah that's like my fantasy my fantasy i have two fantasies yeah. actually i have way more than two fantasies <laughs> one of them is to go in disguise to um isabella rossellini's farm uh as a beautiful oh. chicken and oh, live with her God. beautiful chickens and just like that's my life the I, other fantasy I love this. <laughs> i'm writing this down <laughs> is to dress up as a pig go to New Zealand and just kind of sneak my way in and live in Sam Neill's farm. Oh my God. And just like Sam Neill takes care of me forever. And that's my life. And I just like live an idyllic, perfect life on this, you know, New Zealand vineyard. Oh my God. With LB, I think Sam you're Neill's beautiful something. pigs. <laughs> I think you're onto something for real here. It seems like the best life. Oh my God. All I wanted was to be a spoiled animal on a celebrity farm. Truly amazing. <laughs> Truly. Like, that's the dream. It is. Like, that's the dream. It is the dream. Have you seen Samuel Rissage's pigs? No. 
Yeah, he's like a very devoted pig father. He has this like organic vineyard or something and pigs are important for eating weeds. Okay. Off of, you know, to keep the... So yeah, he just has these like massive pigs who he just dotes on. (laughs) I love him and I love this. I I love love Sam Neill. I love Sam Neill so much, but I especially love Sam Neill and his beautiful pig vineyard. Massaging his piggies. Oh, I love God, that's so nice. That's like a beautiful image, I think, to to end on. Um, unless there's there's unless there's more that you want to talk about with fighting. Uh, I think I'm good on fighting. I just okay. uh, I do have some some fights or some some wrestling coming up that I, yeah. I think I wanna I wanna mention. Go for uh, it. So New Japan has started back up again. They oh, are okay. uh, their usual. So they usually do. Three singles tournaments a year. Is that right? Yeah, three. Uh, there's the New Japan Cup, okay. which is single okay. elimination, heavyweight. Uh, there's the G1, which is their other heavyweight tournament, which is over the summer, which is a round robin tournament, which we've we've, we've watched two matches from. Uh, and then there is the Best of the Super Juniors, which is a junior heavyweight round robin tournament. Wow. Uh, New Japan Cup season has passed. We are now in what would usually be Best of the Super Juniors season. What they have done this year is combine the New Japan Cup and Best of the Super Juniors to an open weight single elimination tournament. Well, we are two nights in. It is very exciting. They do not do a lot of open weight stuff. Um, It's very rare to see junior heavyweights and heavyweights fighting each other in New Japan. Um, Wow. So you have a lot of, from uh, night two, El Desperado versus Tomohiro Ishii. Fan-fucking-tastic match uh, between a very short heavyweight and a taller junior heavyweight. Um, Incredible. Uh, Ishii is like, you know, a hard-hitting, striking, badass Desperado is the super flexible, you know, kind of more lucha inspired guy who literally comes into the ring doing a a side split. Um, It's it was so cool. I'm in something you never get to see on. I guess it's going to be Monday at 3 a.m. Pacific time. Oh, shit. Okay, (laughs) Uh, will be the third night, which has the like the matches that are coming up are it's actually right after i've sold all these you know heavyweight versus junior matches it's a lot of heavyweight versus heavyweight but i'm so fucking excited hiroshi tanahashi versus taichi so psyched for that um kotobushi versus zack saber jr the fork will the five cool every match between the two of them i fucking love um (laughs) Rusuke Taguchi versus Sonata. That's the, that's our uh, junior versus heavyweight match. Um, Sonata is a surprisingly good comedy wrestler. That's going to be fucking killer. And then Sho versus Shingo Takagi. They are so good together. They, I, I'm like, I can't, I could not be more excited uh, for this night. I actually still need to catch up. I haven't seen the Nagata Suzuki match from the 17th yet, but uh, the stuff they did together in the, they had a group tag. Um, on the first night of the cup, uh, their chemistry was phenomenal. Yuji Nagata and Minoru Suzuki are two middle-aged. You've have you 
Yeah, you've seen Minoru I Suzuki. Think so yeah, we, yeah, yeah I think Pancras, so. We watch Minoru Suzuki. Yes. He's still wrestling. He's oh, awesome. A fifty-something-year-old man. Uh, Yuji Nagata is even older. It's fucking badass. The only blue life that matters. Yuji Nagata. Um, <laughs> yeah. Uh, so yeah, I need to check that out still. But I am. It's weird to watch New Japan with no audience. Sure. Um, sure. There are Japanese companies that are doing audience shows. New Japan is not. In fact, uh, they are doing they're doing live shows where they take a long intermissions to just like disinfect, which is very cool to me. I haven't seen that any other is, companies. That is a good idea. Ever like good taking idea. twenty minutes to just yeah. clean the ring. Good and just stopping the show in the middle. <laughs> uh, yeah, they I- have commentary uh, with glass with plexiglass barriers between each person. Um, nice. They seem to be taking it very seriously, which I really appreciate. I, I like that. Yeah, it makes it still makes me nervous to have people doing this stuff, and the the effect of no audience on who's. I mean, wrestling's fake, right? It's predetermined, sure. but you have these. You have wrestlers whose characters are very tied into like the audience. Um, sure. Yeah. So Hiroshi Tanahashi, who I should need to show you soon because he's one of my all-time favorites. Oh, um, awesome. He is very tied into the audience. Um, the audience is what gives him its power. He, it, you know, he needs their cheers. He needs their love. You kind of get the sense with him that, like, if you don't, if he doesn't have it, like, something bad might happen to him. Yeah. Um, he, he, angelic, beautiful, uh, lovable man. But there's no audience. So he's like at a severe disadvantage, it feels like, which is really exciting. So, yeah, yeah it feels like the the power dynamics are all shifted kind of in favor of people they wouldn't necessarily usually be because they're usually crowd favorites and they usually have the crowd behind them, but there's no crowd. So what are you going to do? Yeah. yeah. Uh, and then I guess the 24th, I think it'll be the match. What, my, what I'm hoping will be my match of the year. Your old favorite, Toru Yano. Um, yes. Versus one of my favorites, another person I need to show you soon, Hiromu Takahashi, who awesome. is a junior heavyweight. He's, he's the junior heavyweight champion uh, and just a perfect all around performer, I feel like. Um, really funny and weird and brilliant. And yeah. So awesome. I'm just so excited New Japan's back. Yeah. <laughs> um, and which is one reason why I didn't, like, my sleep schedule is all fucked up, is because I guess I'm just staying up till three in the morning again all the time. And uh, yeah. Uh, that was a very long thing about the New Japan Cup 2020. But it's great. But it's I'm coming back. It's, it's coming back. back and that sounds back, fucking baby. awesome. <laughs> uh, yeah. And uh, you can keep an eye out for coverage uh, for New Japan, AEW, WWE. All, it's all coming back to fanbite.com slash wrestling. Uh, Hell yeah. Yeah. Hell yeah. I just, I just wanted to point out that I just realized that both... Tisha Torres and Raquel Pennington are fighting on this card in tomorrow, <gasps> which is really cool. Uh, Tisha Torres is facing Brianna Van Buren on the undercard, and uh, Raquel Pennington's on the main card uh, against. Let's see, looks like she is against Marion Renault. And other other fun fact: uh, Roxanne Modafferi, another favorite of ours here, also on her. this card, also on this card on the on the prelims. So that's on ESPN. Uh, on Saturday night. Uh, oh, it's on I'm ESPN. Excited. I don't have to pay for it. Yeah, it's on if ESPN. I have ESPN. Yes, yeah. maybe I'll even watch it. I know, right? Like, 
I got John to watch uh, some. You did. I mean, I didn't even do anything. He was just like, hey. I'm going to watch some MMA. Classic <laughs> it was John. Exciting. It was Classic exciting. John move. <laughs> uh, yeah, I think the undercard, the prelims start at 5, and the main card will start at 8. That's my time. So it'll be 2 and... Wow, math is hard. Uh, 5. 2 and 5 uh, for y'all on the West Coast. I'm so glad that you just struggled with basic subtraction, though. I'm, like That makes oh. me feel so much better as somebody who does that. Yeah, it's hard. It's very hard. Sometimes I just get it all wrong. I'm like, which one is earlier and which one is later? It's it's bad. You would think. You would think as somebody who works with maybe not mostly West Coast at this point. A lot of people on the West Coast. At least half, I'd say. Yeah, right? Like Half the staff. Half half and half here. And like, I'm just just fucking up sometimes. But hey, you know what? Uh, If you're not uh, winning, you're learning. A uh, very jujitsu-ass thing to say, and uh, I'll say it. You know, I if love I'm not that. Winning, I'm learning, so here, here, here we go. I'm. St- I've spent so much time. It's just that I've been learning so long. It's just a lot of learning, like, you know. Yeah, that's my little Nico <laughs> reference for the day. My first Nico reference uh, uh, on, on my podcasting career. I think it's beautiful. We're all doing oh, great. Oh, we are doing great. I'm I, so. Uh, oh yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. Oh, I'm just saying I'm so tentatively excited for wrestling and everything. I just hope everything's okay. Because I, I just want to enjoy it all again. Exactly. And I also want COVID to go away so I can make John let me come over and hang out with his dogs and watch UFC. I would be so delighted if that happened. I would be so, so happy. I'd be like, maybe I should fly over. <laughs> I'm mad because like he's not going to be able to go on vacation this summer, I don't think. That means I don't get the dog set. Oh, no. So, like, Ugh. what's the fucking point of any of this? That's, that's bullshit. I think it's bullshit. I'm not going to get my own pets. Right? What? Or you can always, you can babysit mine. <laughs> I'll send them over. <laughs> <laughs> I just pictured them coming over on, like, a train. And they all have, they're... like, a little backpack. <laughs> they have, like, no, in, in my mind, it's, like, a fancy train. They have, like, these little fancy, like, train luggage. Old school really luggage cute. and they're wearing hats from the 40s yeah. or something. <laughs> yeah, like little hat boxes and like a trunk. <laughs> I love this. Well, my cats definitely would fit that. My dog would have just like a little, like a, God, what were those little, the little hats that I think are French, but they might not be. Well, they're called berets, so maybe they are French. But like, yeah, they're French. My dog would be like a little newsie and my oh, cats would be like very, very prim and proper. And like, oh, hello. I love this calendar shoot in my mind. Yeah, and he'd just be like, Good day. <laughs> just like I don't know why he's British. He's from the South. I don't know. He was born in Alabama. That's most of what we know about. You could be yeah. like born in Alabama, but oh, also Louisiana. British. Louisiana. It's Bixby who was who was from uh, Alabama. So you have two Southern dogs. Yeah, we do. How? Both of my kittens were born here, but uh, the doggies. Apparently, this is a real ass thing. Uh, I, I promise, I'll, I'll make it quick. But that there are kind of worse spay and neuter laws in the South in America and a fuckload of doggies are born and there's like a whole cottage industry of people who bring them up to the North where people want smaller dogs a lot of the time. Like in in New York a lot or even like Connecticut or, you know, Southern New England states uh, because people live in smaller places a lot of the times here Mm -hmm. and uh, want smaller pets, especially smaller dogs. Um, so yeah, lots and lots and lots of doggies 
uh, that are up for adoption are from Southern states, at least here, at least huh. in New York City. So, yeah. Wild. Weird but true. Weird but true. <laughs> I, don't, I feel like I've, I do a lot of browsing sure. of the local pets to inspire me to clean my room, uh, which has still not <laughs> happened, but it may happen one day. Um, yeah. And then I will be able to adopt... That's like that's that's like a fun embarrassing fact about me is yeah. that I would have a dog already if I could just get it together to clean my room so that I could have a space where uh, an animal would be safe to not choke on garbage. Um, <laughs> that's called executive dysfunction, folks. <laughs> it happens to all of us with brain problems sometimes. Yeah, uh, it's fair. But yeah, I, I do a lot of browsing of the the local local adoptable buddies, and yeah. uh, I don't know where they're all from. And a lot of them seem to be just like from downtown. Sure. Yeah, it might just be different uh, on the West Coast. I um I think the people like the thing is that people have a lot more space. People do have more space here where they can sure. do sure. bad breeding things. Um <laughs> sure. So yeah, they can there are just more puppies around. Yeah. Local pups that need help. No, I believe it. I super believe it. Um that's that's with kitties here mostly, is like yeah. a lot of kitties on the street. Uh, and you know, there's a lot of TNR efforts and like, if the kittens are friendly, they go to be adoptable. And if they are not, uh, they kind of, uh, you know, clip the ear, they vaccinate them, they, they fix them and they let them go, uh, to be in college. A lot of times there's a feeder or something. Uh, yeah. Uh, my, uh, my friend and former, former podcast, uh, host of the, the show I pr- helped produce, yeah. uh, she does a lot of, Rachel Millman feeds a lot of, uh, of feral cats. Aww. Uh, and I actually like we've I've seen some I've seen some roaming groups here in LA who yeah seem to be getting stuff to eat. They're real yeah. cute. Yeah, uh, kitties. I think some cats like find places where there are like a lot of film shoots and just are like, <laughs> "This is where I live now." And yep. uh, like there was a like some like like the junkyard they used in uh, Mayans. Um, the Sons of Anarchy spinoff. Sure. Like, have a lot of feral cats who live there, and like they are living large. I think a lot of people use that junkyard for filming, and oh, like craft amazing. services. Like, how can they? How can you resist kitties? Like, no one can. Oh. And like they're feral but super friendly because they're just fucking spoiled by oh. Hollywood. Uh, oh. Which is like, I feel that that's the relationship Hollywood needs to have with like all of Los Angeles. Yeah, I frankly residents. agree. I, like, I agree. Let's with that. let's be that generous with everybody. Yeah. Producers. Exactly. By which Please. I mean let me become an employee anywhere and keep my health insurance. That's right. Instead of having to play these games with you. Yeah. I, producers I, guild. I agree. <laughs> I didn't realize you were in the producers guild. I'm not in the producers guild. I am married to somebody in IATSE. Oh. Uh, and have health insurance through that. And uh Gotcha. If you become eligible through for health insurance in any other way, uh, you lose the good, the, the good, good IATSE coverage. Shit. Okay. The good, good uh, a motion picture healthcare. Yeah. Gotcha. 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 So I would no longer be able to go to the fancy doctor's office in Hancock Park where they have a big photo of Marlena Diedrich in the waiting room. <laughs> we kept her healthy. <laughs> I think, but like they so didn't exist yet. But yeah. <laughs> Oh, uh, yeah, you mean, yeah. Like, <laughs> I was going to say, they probably weren't there, so. Yeah. <laughs> right? It's more, I think it's more like, you know, like, remember the golden age? Remember. Look how sexy all these people were. 
Remember look the at all good these, times. Look like, at all these beautiful black and white bisexuals. Right? <laughs> you I mean, well, can now get your pap smear. Yeah. yeah. It's like, come, please. <laughs> get it all checked out and you'll be fine. And yeah. check out a moving picture while you're at it. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> Kid, I think you've got what it takes. Oh, you've got the God. blood in your body. Please give you it to us so we can test it. your heart's beating. <laughs> Your Good. tongue has what it takes to yeah. look normal. To keep going. To keep Congratulations. Going. Oh, I'm, oh. So, I'm oh. really glad that I'm delirious, but you're also kind of delirious. Oh, so we're I'm on the same the page here. All the way there. Today alone <laughs> has been six weeks long. So I'm all the way there. I am. I'm fully there. Oh, God. Oh. I guess I'll uh, I'll do our wrap up. Okay. Uh, <laughs> we can be Hollywood producers I wish. chopping on cigars in private. And just be like, oh, you got blood, kid. <laughs> you got moxie and you got blood. You got what you need. <laughs> you got all the vitamins you need in your urine sample. Oh, truly. You got moxie. You got moxie Your moxie your levels urine. are off the charts, kid. You've been drinking moxie because you got moxie in your urine. <laughs> you God, that's all I want. Straight moxie, kid. All I want is to check my test results and just see, like, moxie a million. Where is it? In yeah. my urine sample. Where's the moxie in that pee? It's what you got to see. Moxie, pee. It's what you need. It's what you need. <laughs> I'm so sorry. Okay. I am fully delirious. It's uh, fine. I'm right there with you, Danielle. It's just oh like, God. I feel so, like, I feel like we're in such good solidarity with each other always. It's true. It's really true. We're in lockstep together because we walk around with a predator handshake, like one one arm to one arm. You know, it's good to have arms as we have already established. And uh, <laughs> I guess... I guess that's what we got for this week. I hope you enjoyed it, dear friends, dear listeners. Hope you enjoyed your combat sports entertainment journey with us. Please do rate and review our podcast. It helps us so very much. It helps us get out of um, what you might call algorithm hell for podcasts. Really yeah. does help. Uh, so if you could spare a moment to do that, that helps so much. We really, really do appreciate it. You can follow us on Twitter at Fanbyte Media and Fanfight, F-A-N-F-Y-T-E, on Instagram at Fanbyte, on TikTok at Fanbyte, of course, on fanbite.com, and you can watch our streams on twitch.tv slash fanbite. You should also definitely check out the excellent wrestling coverage uh, that LB was talking about earlier on fanbite.com slash wrestling. LB, where can we find you online? Uh, you can find me on Twitter at HunkTears. I just did like 100 dabs while you were oh, talking. awesome. I just dabbed nonstop over and okay. over and over again. Yeah, Dab- you can find me online, Twitter, HunkTears, uh, retweeting stuff about local Los Angeles politics. Hell yeah. And uh, saying really dumb things. And it's a, a weird vibe lately, but I uh, hope you'll join me. Oh, and staying up all night and watching New Japan. Oh, good. So. Hell yeah. yeah Where I've can been, people I've find been, you, Danielle? I've been doing that with Voyager lately. You can find me at Danielle R.I., which is uh, where I tweet about Star Trek Voyager politics and often MMA, and I lose followers every time I talk about MMA. <laughs> <laughs> but it's fine. Because I have many interests. (laughs) I have to send you something also, speaking of Voyager. Um, Please do. I need to send you a uh, AEW entrance where one of the executive vice presidents uh, cosplayed as Janeway. And his wife cosplayed as Seven of Nine. (laughs) Oh, Mike, did they make out? No, but they are married. (laughs) Oh, okay, okay. That's good enough. That's good enough. Good. Yeah. Because they should have been married on the show. (laughs) I mean. That would have made the show a lot better. Um, uh, what noise should we make? Should we make like a beautiful chicken noise? Or maybe a beautiful pig noise? 
because of, of like wanting to well, go what, to the farms? Yeah, no, I, I let's what, maybe oh, chicken or pig, chicken or pig, Sam Neill or Isabella Rossellini. I feel like I'm betraying somebody either way. Do you want to be a chicken and I can be a pig? Yes, that way we get it both. Okay. Okay. All right. Uh, on three? Yeah. Okay. One, two, three. Oink, oink. Thank you for the massage, <laughs> Sam Neill. It's so great. <laughs> That's Felicity. Fuck. <laughs> Beautiful. Oh, have a good week. I'll see you next time. <laughs>